0: Log Talk Radio. Mm Everyone, this is dialogue between the lines with Susan Wingate. I'm your host, and I have a great guest today on the show. Her name is Jill Erbach, and um, she has a debut novel out that's going bonkers on Amazon. And uh, we'll we'll talk to Jill in just a few um, about her story called Two Room Flat. But until then, I just want to mention a couple of things. Spider brains is up at longandshortreviews.com for a contest. They're offering, um, and this was quite a surprise. They gave me a, uh, Spider brains a five-star review a couple of weeks back, which was thrilling. It, and it was the the reviewer was just so sweet about her comments about um, Spider brains. And, and Spider Brains, as many of you know, is my first venture into young adult romantic fantasy. So it was quite a pleasure to get a, such a nice review. And um, so anyway, long and short, Reviews has done this contest, and they are, they uh, the the prize is that they will have Spider Brain's up for an entire month for free on their website if I get enough. Vote so everybody go out and vote for Spider Brains on longandshortreviews.com. and dot com and also Hotter Than Helen is doing so well. Thank you all to my readers and everybody that has enjoyed uh, Hotter Than Helen, which is such a fun um, part of an addition to the Bobby's Diner series. I'm just really pleased about how that's going, too. It's got, it got an incredible review from Suspense Magazine. Um, they they had nothing but good things to say about it, so that was a, a real pleasure as well. But enough about me, as they say. What do you think about me? No, I'm just teasing. Anyway, um, I want to bring my guest on, but I want to also tell you a little bit about Jill. She is also an actor, Um, She was from California and moved up to Washington State, where she lives now, with her husband and two daughters. And she is just a real pleasure to listen to on stage, on the air, and to read her work. Her debut novel, Two Room Flat, has just released through Astraea Press. Um, And Astraea Press, as many of you know, publishes only sweet fiction, so your kids can read these books. Which is wonderful to know it's a romantic comedy two room flat is a romantic comedy, and I'm not going to talk too much about her any longer. I'm going to let her talk about her um so I'm going to welcome Jill Erbach. You are on the air. welcome Jill. Good morning, Susan. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, thank you for being on the show. I know it's um it's a lot of time to take out of your day, but I really am happy that you you uh, agreed to be my guest. So welcome. I'm so happy you're here. Well, thanks. I'm more than happy to be here. So you, you, this book. All of a sudden, there's a book available by this (laughs) amazing actress. And um, let me tell everybody. I don't know what happened there. Um, Jill Erbach, you can find her on Facebook, Twitter, and at her website, jillerbach.com, and Erbach is spelled U-R-B-A-C-H. So so tell us a little bit about Two Room Flat. Okay. Well, Two Room Flat is, as you
1: said, a romantic comedy, um, which I always feel – funny saying that, because then I go on to say, it's about a widow and a widower, <laughs> so, um, so that's always a little like, oh, really, lovely, um, two people who've lost their spouses, but um, they're at that point where, um, you know, that, that interesting point, and I have not been through this, i got to say, um, fortunately, um, but I did a lot of research, that was the only part of my research that wasn't fun, actually, was um talking with, interviewing, and also just um, reading a lot of online um, support groups with people who've lost their spouses. But my characters, the book starts at the point where they're both kind of in a holding pattern. They've, you know, life as they know it has, um, you know, they've managed, they're coping, they're managing. But um, it's been long enough that, in a way, at least my heroine is, you know, she wants to get, sort of out of this hole that she's sunk you know that she's in and wants to move on with her life but of course there's guilt involved in that feeling and uh, just because you feel guilty that you know um it's not that you're ever going to leave your spouse behind or forget them but at the same time it's been two years since her husband died so but she's also still you know i don't think that grief ever completely goes away and so She's sort of stuck in that. Um, and meanwhile, it's also caused, caused her career to stall, and nothing's going right. She's got tons of bills. Her daughter's in college. Um, and so uh, anyway, her publisher drops her. Life is just kind of crashing down, and she has one little opportunity to maybe save her career, but it involves her going to London, and of course she can't afford that. And the hero, Adam, um, happens to have a job opportunity in London to help out an old Air Force buddy. And so um, he is staying in a two-room flat. That's the title. And so he offers Claire the other bedroom. But the, um, the problem is that Claire wants nothing to do with Adam. She's got her own um, anger issues towards him. and so But he's kind of her only option. So that's sort of where the story starts. And it takes from there. So the nice thing was, the fun part about my um, my research was that it did take place, does take place in London, and um, that's my favorite city, and I've been there several times. And the idea for the story actually happened when I stopped in London on my way home from a mission trip to Kenya. And if you've ever been to Nairobi, um, you get a new appreciation for city planners, cuz I don't think Nairobi had many and um and just after being in Nairobi and in Kenya for you know it was a wonderful experience but it's not where you go to see um uh, it's not it's not your vacation mecca and so I stopped in London on my way home so I already love London and then I was coming after being in such a place and it was like oh, oh, and it was wonderful and beautiful, and I started thinking, wow, wouldn't this be great if my husband and I could spend some time here when the girls are off in college, maybe we could rent a
0: flat. And I just kind of, it grew from there. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So you actually did some research on on renting a flat and going through that whole, because it must be a bit different. I mean, if they, they do speak the same language we speak, however, but their laws are a little bit different. So what was the process in actually renting a flat there oh well, um you know i started i
1: i didn't look for the flat when I was in London. I waited for like, you know I got home and I was sort of going through the uh starting my writing process and then i just then I just went backwards and went, okay, so if I wanted to right now rent a flat in London, what would I do so I did a lot of, fortunately i don't know what I would have done if I didn't have the internet, but you know I'd go to those um what is it, vacation rentals by owner websites or just and then just realtor websites and just started going through, like, okay, what do I need to do to, you know, what would I want and what would a two-bedroom flat look like and what area would it be? And I actually ended up finding one that I went, oh, this is it, and I could base my story, like the setting around that one, like it had the kitchen I wanted, <laughs> you know. So, um, So that was kind of fun to do. And I also had to make sure legally that my hero adam would be allowed to work there so i had to do some research there to figure out okay how would how would it happen that he would actually be allowed to work for a short period of time in london so i was able to give him a specified a specific enough job with the kind of qualifications that um you know he couldn't find a londoner to fill kind of thing that um that he was allowed he would have really been allowed to go and um and help out his friend by working for him for a few months.
0: Oh wow. So he was on some short term visa or something like that. Right, right. Oh that's fun. So you did do a lot of research for that and, and I don't think that you'd hated the research, seeing as how you've got stated on your website that you and, and you're quite blatant about it too, which is frightening that um that you're a a uh, just a full-born Anglophile.
1: Anglophile, yeah, yeah, and that's you know I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out uh, my friend Laura from third grade. Uh, we were best friends from like third grade through our freshman year of high school, and she's the one who told me about Princess Diana. And so we were 12 when Princess Diana got married, and by then we were just fanatics. We would buy all the you know, anytime the National Enquirer came out and had new pictures of her, we'd buy them and we'd cut them out. We made our scrapbooks and then (laughs) we watched the wedding together. And then um, my mom was a travel agent back then. And so we got a chance to do some neat traveling when I was younger. And we actually, my family went to London in November of 1981. So it was just a few months after that wedding. So of course, the city was still filled with all sorts of souvenirs and everything and and so um yeah i was very impressionable and i loved london and i loved diana and i went to london right at the right time to kind of cement it all you know so yeah i've pretty much been an anglophile ever ever since
0: (laughs) so um so when was the most recent time that you've been to england uh that was in 2009 on my way home from that mission trip that i mentioned Okay, any any plans to go back and maybe take your book? <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see, won't we? <laughs> we will. <laughs> okay, well, so that's really fun. I love that. I love that story. And, again, you can learn about Jill and her anglo- anglophilia on <laughs> Jill Erbach. I don't know if that's a word, anglophilia. Um, Jill I think it's a good one. Com. Do you like that one? Well, well, do. We'll coin a new word there. But um, you can find her on com, and that's U-R-B-A-C-H.com. And you can find Jill as well on Facebook and Twitter. And Two-Room Flat a Romantic Comedy is on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. It's available in Nook and in Kindle. And you can find it on um, Kobo and as well on the publisher's website, which is Astrea yeah. Press. Um, Jill, I, I wanted do. to talk... Oh and iTunes, of course, of course, how could I forget that? I mean, there was quite an uproar of people with iTunes that wanted the book. I remember hearing about that, so that's a good thing. You can't hate that anyway, So, <laughs> so um, tell us about the whole how you got started writing and um and and the progression as you uh, of you as a writer, okay, um.
1: Well, I've wanted to write since I was in third grade. I had a wonderful teacher who really encouraged us um, creatively and, um, and you know, at, at a third grade level anyway. She thought my stories were fabulous, and she kind of planted the seed. Um, and I've gone back and looked at them because my mom has saved some of them, and I'm like, wow, they're still third grade stories. But this teacher <laughs> planted enough of a seed that it grew, and I enjoyed it, and I thought, oh, I'm going to be an author And I had various points in my life where I would um, start things, but I think it was a combination of not having enough to say yet and also not having the discipline that's needed to just stay sitting in the chair writing, even when it's hard, um, that it took me until now, many, many, many years later, to actually finish a full manuscript. And in the meantime, I did do... I did publicity writing because I was in marketing and PR for a while after I was, you know, fed up with the acting business and moved on. And I did, um, I had a column in a newspaper for a while. And the interesting thing about the column is it was uh, when I got offered the job to write this column for for our local paper, it was pretty open-ended. I mean, he pretty much just said, you know, like a lifestyle thing, whatever you want, 500 words, and... uh, And so I just started writing, and it it turned into this kind of humor column that was kind of quirky, and um, I'm not sure it was at all what the editor had in mind, but it got a good reception, so people liked it. And it was great training for me to have a word count because um, it taught me to be more concise with my words and say what I wanted to say um, without rambling, like I'm probably doing now. And um, so anyway, that column, I had so much fun with that, that when I wrote Two Room Flat, I had the idea for my heroine, Claire, to keep a blog. And so I have this blog that is interspersed throughout the book, and it, it's it got the tone of that column. It's kind of um, light and um, a little quirky, her observations on things. So... Um, yeah, but does uh, does that answer the question? I've I've rambled so much. Absolutely. See, I don't edit no, myself no. as I talk. That I probably I don't even
0: remember the original question. <laughs> no, it was how you became a writer and what you you know. Oh, and, there you go. That you, yeah, and that you started. Oh, oh, really? desiring. And so, and here's, to- here's
1: an interesting thing. When I got um, remember, I came back from this mission trip. I had the idea for this novel. I wrote a little bit, and then you know life gets in the way, and and you get busy, and I would write a little bit, and I put it aside. And what happened is this was almost a year later I um had decided I we needed the money and I should go back to work. Um it was and this position became available and I thought, well, I'm perfect for that. I can, it wasn't, to be honest, it was not a position I had any interest in. It was more like, oh, I should. I should contribute to the family budget. So I applied, and I, you know, I was one of the few that they interviewed, got to that point, and then I didn't get the job. And I thought, oh, well, you know, it was kind of an ego crasher. And um, and I was just surprised, because I was totally qualified, but the truth is I didn't really want it. And uh, and I I saw that as an opportunity to, I, I think that was God saying, you know what, why don't you focus on your writing, that's what you really want to do, and um, and I even had a girlfriend at the time, I remember, she said, you know, in 20 years, you won't be sorry that you didn't get this job, but you might be sorry that you never wrote that book you wanted to write, mm. so I, at that point, I went, okay, all right, I will take that as a cue, and I started fully committing myself to getting this book finished
0: oh that's fabulous and i know that um it's such a great story and i know that your readers and your fans out there are just thrilled that you decided to finish the story because it's so good and i believe um the publisher said she could not put it down when you submitted she couldn't put it down she was reading it at three o'clock in the morning she was reading all night long I know, which is what you always want to hear, right? Absolutely. <laughs> it was wonderful.
1: And of course, you know, the the um, insecure part goes, oh, no, she's just saying that. But then my <laughs> husband was like, she's a publisher. She reads all
0: kinds of stuff. Why would she lie to you? She doesn't know you. She doesn't need to stroke your ego. <laughs> yeah, she has. Why would she do that at all? Exactly. There's no reason to, to lie about anything like that. And um, I love that. I love that you. The, the uh how it all played out it was it was it sounds like that it was God's plan, and it's all you know it's such a sweet story, so anyway i'm I'm just thrilled that you've written it um, now, I wanted to talk about the fact that you were in acting, you do acting, you're still involved in acting, um you do a lot of acting locally, I know that, and um I want to find out how your acting has influenced your writing. Um,
1: the the main way is just by character, because, you know, when you're an actor, you have to build on a character, and it's not even the, some of the technical things like, well, how's this character look, and how's this character sound, but I always take a character, and um, first I look through the script for any information about the character, whether it's you know physical um descriptions or anything any other character says about it you know you start with that and then if i don't get enough to um really develop a full character i make it up and i always give a character a backstory and you know what has really happened or if it's a, even if it's a short scene like an audition for a monologue it's always okay well what happened before what happened right before the monologue so you kind of as an actor um naturally develop that process of of building a character and so that so easily translates to writing because when you're putting people on the on the page you can't just go here's some blonde lady and <laughs> and think that she's going to be at all interesting if you don't give her a story so um so that's where acting has definitely helped
0: and and translated directly to the writing Oh, I love to hear that. I, you know, I think you're the first actor that I've interviewed. I interview for whatever reason a lot of actor authors, which is wonderful because I also acted um, when I was younger and then freaked out and couldn't do that any longer. But um, but the same but the same things are are said usually with with the actor authors that i have interviewed in the past years is different that you build this backstory you actually make up your own stuff and you build backstory now they may or may not do that um but nobody has ever said that before and i love that you've you've thought that one already you know that's amazing um so so what are your plans now you have this debut novel it's becoming a hit it is going bonkers on amazon so um you have this wonderful novel and what are your plans now are you going to write to that group of characters again or are you going to uh do another story completely different
1: uh well i I've, I've got both of those things going actually um i've got well first with two room flat i've just um written a book trailer and um and not, I actually wrote it, got the idea for it a, probably a year ago, and I just kind of sketched it out. Um, and then now that the novel actually has come out, I thought oh, I should do that book trailer. So, um, and mostly I just did it because I thought it'd be fun for me because I am an actress and a writer. So I thought, oh, write my own. And so um, we actually film. We're going a little different um, than <laughs> what I've seen as as you know your standard book trailer, but I can go with the. It's my first novel, I didn't know any better, so um, <laughs> so it's going <laughs> a little different direction. But I think it's going to be enjoyable, it's going to be funny. And um, so we filmed it this weekend, and now we're in the editing process for that, and so I'm hoping that I'll be able to launch that in the next week or two. Um, and then as for writing, meanwhile, I have already written a short story, um, short story, a novella, so 20,000-word novella, um, with one of the characters, with um, actually Claire's daughter from the story. And then um, I'm working on another one with Adam's daughter, who actually is referred to in Two Room Flat, but she doesn't actually appear on the pages. Um, so I'm writing her story. Um, I also, totally separate from that, have a um, trilogy that I dreamed up um, that follows three friends as um, post-college as they um, navigate Europe and men and what the heck am I going to do with the rest of my life. And um, so I've just started playing with that. And then I'm um, halfway through the first draft of a middle-grade story, so in a totally different different genre even. Um, But in my day job, I am an elementary school teacher, so it's kind of appropriate, I think, that I write a middle-grade story, and it's something I've been wanting to do. And what's interesting in this one is... um, it's centered around a boy going into seventh grade and I'm writing it in first person and that is something I've not done before. I know you have. And to be honest, I'm finding it a little more challenging than I thought. So it's, it's a good little challenge for myself.
0: Yeah, I think the challenges come from the fact that you can't be everywhere when you're writing in the I perspective and it, it limits what you can put on the page. It It's kind of good, though, because then you're staying right in the story all the time. Um, but, yeah, it, 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 I like it, though. I, are you having fun with first person?
1: I am. I'm having fun with the um, the voice that can come through, you know, and the attitude that can come through. But you're exactly yeah. right. That's where the challenge is as I go, oh, wait, I, I've you know, I've got to, I can't go and explain these other character motivations from their point of view. Everything's just got to be seen through this one kid's
0: eyes. Yes. And it's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, you could perceive and speculate, but actually speaking or acting for other characters is basically, you know, you're getting into omniscient there. So, And I don't think I have ever seen any first-person omniscient um, switchbacks um, in literature, but I haven't read everything there is to read in literature either. So right, right, yeah, <laughs>
1: you haven't come on, I have no five times, uh, really, <laughs>
0: I'm behind, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, tell us about um what your plans are with two room flat now that it's out, what are you are you travelling for it, are you going to be doing any book signings? I have no plans
1: to do any book signings um at the moment, you know at the moment it's only available in ebook, and then um. And then when I sell enough to prove my worth, then it will go to paperback. So anybody listening out there, please buy the ebook. Don't hold out for the paperback. <laughs> but yeah. um, but uh, so I'll be doing. But I'll be you know. And nowadays it's so different. You don't go on these glamorous book tours unless you're like you know, I don't know Nora Roberts or yeah. something. But yeah. um, but I'll be doing um, go, visiting different people's blogs and and. Um, Pretty much i'm just putting it out there, you know as much as possible, most of it through online um I certainly am willing to um you know go talk about my book anywhere, but it's mostly going to be through um virtual visits,
0: yeah, well, you know what, and that's that's what's hot today, um the other it, you know people honestly i I wonder how people get tan anymore because nobody goes outside <laughs> they' they're like locked <laughs> on, onto their computers so um but people enjoy it it's convenient it's easy. you can get everything online now you know um so it's a it's the perfect venue to do a book tour, and plus you can do things you know through video podcasting and like we're doing now and also you know the blog tour. So you're gonna do a a little mini blog tour, you think? Yes. Yeah. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I hope um you'll be on my blog again when the print when the paperback comes out because that would be fun. We can do the link to this um to this radio program and then as well we can uh you know do other things. Put an excerpt. That of would be very fun. Up. It would be fun. I would love that because I love this story. So I just wanted to tell you thank you again for being on my show today. Is there anything that you would like to tell people that we have not covered yet? Oh, gosh. Um,
1: just again, visit my website, jilurbach.com And Susan was so kind to spell the last name, U-R-B-A-C-H. Um, I'm on Facebook a lot, so if you like interaction, um, friend my author page or like go like my author page on Facebook. It's just Jill Erbach, author, and um, Twitter, um, and and just put it out there. Remember, two room flat happens in London, and if you're at all an Anglophile like myself, or if that whole royal baby thing with little Prince Georgie has gotten you kind of interested in England, um, check out my
0: book because it'll give you your London fix. Absolutely. Yay, London. Everybody loves the Queen. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, anyway, you know, I do. Not everybody, but you know. <laughs> you do, huh? So that's wonderful. I, sure I do. love watching. I watch all those movies, all the, you know, Queen Elizabeth, all the, anything, England. I don't know what that is, but I, I consider myself a Francophile because oh, I well, already there you know English. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little francophile too, to be perfectly
1: honest. Because the fr- thats a whole other thing. In fact, um, the trilogy I talked about—I um, think it's the first one's going to be set in Paris. Because of course, oh, you know yay. why not? If you got to write and you spend so much time in a place and character, make it a place you really love. So I'm—I'm going to make go it visit. all these places. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'll go with you. Okay. Oh, that's uh, that's good. We can. I we can you imagine you and me in
0: Paris? Off to Paris right now. I'll meet you there. <laughs> anyway, okay. thank you All so right. much for joining me today. This has been wonderful. And best of luck with Two-Room flat by Jill Erbach. Thank you. Thank
1: you so much, Susan. Thanks for having me on the show. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Au
0: revoir. Au revoir. That was Jill Erbach, and her debut novel is Two Room Flat. You can find her at www.jillerbach.com on Facebook and Twitter and all, really, all the social sites. Um, you, and Amazon, her book is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. It's available in ebook right now. It's av- available on Kobo and through Astrea Press, Jill Erbach's publisher. And so because that obnoxious woman is bothering me right now, I am going to say adieu and take care. Thank you very much for joining me on Dialogue Between the Lines.